Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, August 24th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, what happened in last night's primaries. Number two, President Joe Biden's plan on reducing college loan debt. And number three, a look around the fundraising circuit. All right, let's get into it. It was a big night last night uh, with key primaries happening in multiple states. Um, But before we even get into that, let's just talk about House Democrats. They are ecstatic. After winning a special election in New York last night, holding on to a seat that had been heavily favored to swing into the GOP column. Democrats are now arguing that predictions of a Republican romp in November, something we have been talking about on this podcast for many, many, many months. Uh, They're wrong, is what Democrats are saying. And they're pointing to abortion and the Supreme Court's decision striking down Roe versus Wade as the keys to Tuesday's victory and possibly the House's fall. So let's dig in here a little bit. Democrat Pat Ryan beat Republican Mark Molinero in the special election to replace former Democratic Representative Antonio Delgado in the 19th district. Delgado, of course, is now the lieutenant governor of New York. Molinero, who will be on the ballot in a redrawn district this November against a different Democratic opponent, focused his campaign on bashing President Joe Biden on inflation and crime, the thing that we have heard uh, Republicans saying that this midterm election is going to be is going to potentially turn on. While Ryan, that Democrat, is a 40 year old West Point grad, an Iraq war combat veteran. He is now going to be on the ballot in the 18th district this fall, and he relied heavily on a pro-abortion rights message. Ryan repeatedly declared choice was on the ballot throughout the campaign while also calling for an assault weapons ban. So here's the thing that's kind of interesting. No poll ever showed Ryan winning, not even the one released by the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee and a survey published by a progressive group right before the election had Molinaire up by eight points. Both sides poured money into the final stages of this bellwether Hudson Valley race. Now, Ryan is currently up by nearly 5,000 votes or 3.8% with 95% of the vote in. Absentee ballots are still being counted. Molinaro has not officially conceded yet, but the AP has called this race. So this is just really pretty uh, astounding for Democrats. We caught up with Sean Patrick Magloney, of course, the DCCC chair, uh, and he told us around midnight He described what happened in New York's 19th district as a quote-unquote earthquake. He said, quote, you saw huge turnout. Clearly the choice message worked. Pat Ryan nearly beat Mark Molinero in Molinero's home county, Dutchess County, and he won a special election the Republicans should have won easily. Another interesting thing on this front is Maloney uh, crushed his primary challenge from progressive Alexandria Biagi as well. So let's look at some other uh, key headlines from Tuesday's results in New York, Florida, and Oklahoma continuing on in New York. The race that we had been focused on a ton uh, this this primary season, Representative Jerry Nadler crushing Representative Carolyn Maloney. This was the you know supposed to be the battle of the chairs uh, in New York's 12th district. 
The defeat spells the end of Maloney's 30-year congressional career. Dan Goldman, a former Trump impeachment counsel, defeated a trio of progressive opponents uh, in the 10th district. Goldman will be coming to Congress in January. And uh, Republican Joe Sempolinski won the special election to finish out the rest of former GOP Representative Tom Reed's term uh, as the member for New York's 23rd district. Uh, in other news, we also had some interesting uh, results in Florida. Representative Val Demings won the Senate Democratic nomination in Florida and will take on GOP Senator Marco Rubio this fall. Representative Charlie Crist easily defeated Florida Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed in the Democratic primary. He will now face GOP Governor Ron DeSantis in November. In Oklahoma, Representative Mark Wayne Mullen and former Democratic Representative Kendra Horn will face off in the Oklahoma Senate race this November. Mullen is heavily favored to win uh, to succeed retiring Senator Jim Inhofe in that deep red state. Uh, Another interesting point, Maxwell Alejandro Frost, that 25-year-old activist, he won in a crowded Democratic primary field uh, in Florida with Florida State Senator Randolph Bracey and former representatives Alan Grayson and Corinne Brown. Frost is heavily favored to succeed Val Demings in that Orlando, Orlando area seat and become the first Gen Z member of Congress. Um, So a lot happening on the primary front. Let's shift gears to the number two story of the morning. Joe Biden expected to move on college loans after months of pressure. Uh, This is going to be happening today. Biden is currently leaning toward canceling up to $10,000 in debt for tens of millions of student loan borrowers, according to media reports and multiple lawmakers close to the issue. The White House is considering limiting the benefit to individuals making anywhere between $125,000 and $150,000 per year, although that income threshold is still fluid, according to Democratic sources on the Hill. The president may also extend the moratorium on student loan payments, which expires on August 31st. The interesting thing here uh, for our audience, of course, is Biden has been under major pressure for months from Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, as well as Senator Elizabeth Warren, the Democrat from Massachusetts, as well as members of the squad and the Congressional Progressive Caucus and other lawmakers to take action on this issue and live up to his campaign promise. The NAACP and other minority groups have pressed hard for presidential action as well. Black and Hispanic students tend to rely more heavily on student loans, taking out larger loans at a higher interest rates, and then face that tough burden uh, to try to pay them down later down the road. But Republicans and even some Democratic economists warn such a move could worsen. Already high inflation rates, a huge issue with the election less than three months away. The cost is also pretty steep, depending on how it's structured with very tricky politics. The White House's reported plan will mainly benefit borrowers in the, quote, top 60% of the income distribution, according to a new analysis from the Penn Wharton budget model. This is going to be something to watch, certainly not only announcement, but how uh, Democrats try to capitalize on this ahead of the midterms, as well as how some uh, you know, Republicans are really going to try to take a whack at Democrats for this move, particularly giving the, tri- the tricky economic uh, situation that we find ourselves in. 
All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. We've got a look around the fundraising uh, circuit. A lot of members are out this August doing that. Uh, Senator John Cornyn, the Republican from Texas, one of the three Johns in the top ranks of Senate Republicans, was in Milwaukee last night raising money for Nevada Senate candidate Adam Laxalt and Pennsylvania candidate Muhammad Oz. The event is estimated to have brought in $150,000. We also have some interesting news on... House Intelligence Committee Chair Adam Schiff, Democrat from California, hosting a big fundraiser on Saturday with four New Jersey frontline Democrats, another sign of his leadership ambitions. Uh, and Kirsten Cinema in the spotlight. Uh, primary Cinema, the progressive group seeking to unseat centrist Senator Kirsten Cinema. Uh, in 2024, has paid for two billboards outside the Phoenix airport. The billboards accuse Cinema of selling out to Wall Street. Also, Cinema's campaign is asking for up to $5,800 for a 45-minute reception in D.C. As one tipster pointed out to us, that's a lot of money for a reception without a dinner. One quick thing before we let you go this morning, we have a new event uh, that we are announcing this morning on Tuesday, September 20th at 9 a.m., I'm going to be interviewing Senate Minority Whip John Thune, the Republican from South Dakota, talking to him about the role of private capital and supporting small businesses, job and jobs and the economy. It's uh, the second part of a two-part series on investing in America. You can join us in person for that at The Roost on September 20th or watch virtually on the live stream. Of course, as all of our events are listed and you can sign up for at our events hub at punchbowl.news. With that, thanks so much for listening. Please leave us a rating and review. It's the best way for folks to find out about The Daily Punch. You can also subscribe to our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.